and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Uh, Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42 says this. Now, as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted. Somebody say distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, Don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work for myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her and said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted. One more time, say distracted by many things. There is a need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Now, the text that I want to talk about a little bit this morning is found in 2 Samuel chapter 20, verses 11 through 14, and the message paraphrase reads like this, that one of Joab's soldiers took up his post over the body and he called out, everybody who sides with Joab and supports David, follow Joab. But Amasa was lying in a pool of blood in the middle of the road. The man realized that the whole army was going to stop and take a look. So he pulled Amasa's corpse off the road into the field and he threw a blanket over him so it wouldn't collect spectators. As soon as he had gotten him off the road, the traffic flowed normally following Joab in the chase after Sheba, son of Bichri. Father God, again, we just thank you for this opportunity to come uh, in an awesome church. God, we thank you that in worship, we could declare who you are and we can run to you, Father God. And Holy Spirit, we're so excited about feeling and knowing that you are here to fill us up. But now, God, as we get into your word, we thank you that it's your word that renews our mind, changes the way we think about things. It's your word that increases our faith. It's your word. The psalmist said, if we can get it in our heart, it'll keep us from sinning against you. So again, God, we pray today that these uh, words won't be mine, but it will be your word, and it will be custom tailor-made to every single person here. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Come on, somebody say amen. Anybody ever been distracted before? Anybody just find yourself distracted? Uh, Just yesterday, uh, we're trying to stay awake. We're on a completely different time, so we were a little bit jet lagged, and we were just trying to find things to do to stay awake. So of course, we went on the beautiful uh, beaches and went on the walk and the esplanade and took a look at everything. And then Rachel said to me, hey, I've been wanting to get a pedicure. you come with me? And of course, uh, I I just, you do, husbands, how many of you know, you just do what your wife say. And so I went there and then she's like, no, 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 I don't want you to just come to the place with me. I want you to get a pedicure with me, which is so awkward. 
because there were all these ladies and I was the only man there. And I felt like people were walking by mocking me, just looking in going, who's that American from Los Angeles? Like they just knew, right? And I'm sitting there and it was awkward and, and they started, they pulled out these tools uh, more on me than my wife. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And they, they started like a big grinders, ring and chainsaws and, and all kinds of things. And, 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 and so I'm sitting there and, 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 and it was like ticklish and I was like writing my thumb because I was like, oh my goodness, this hurts and all this stuff. And, and we're just, and so whatever. Well, I, on the TV on the wall, there was like a Chinese soap opera with subtitles. And quickly I forgot that these people were cutting my toes and tickling me because there was so much drama <laughs> on this show. And I just started watching intensely and the, the grandma was going to fight with the daughter and the daughter and the son and the people were coming and going and it was high suspense. <laughs> And I just kept on watching and watching, and, I, and I, I didn't even realize it. Rachel, that lady was done. Rachel was done. Rachel had left. Rachel was paying, and I was still there watching this drama unfold. And finally, it came to the end of the thing, and there became, I saw, they got together, and I was, and then I looked around, and everybody there was just laughing at me because we had been done for 15 minutes. Come on, somebody say distracted. So I want to talk about this text because we live in a world and we live in a society and we live in a time that is so easy to be distracted. Come on, after the last 24 months, how many of you were shocked at people's response and people's attitudes on how easy it was for them to get caught up in other people's drama instead of necessarily where they were at. And so I wanna talk about that for just a second. Jackson, could you come up here? Uh, uh, Tim, could you come up here? Maybe grab one more person. Could I just get one more person? Uh, the guy with the cool Adidas socks, come on. Come on up here. Very good, very good. Okay, so uh, this story in the Old Testament, very, very important story. This story takes place immediately after Absalom has tried to take the kingdom away from David. David says something very, very interesting. He says, hey, if we don't take care of this guy, it's actually going to be worse than what has just happened with Absalom. And isn't that the truth today? That oftentimes, we, we, if we don't recognize and realize the distraction that is happening right now is actually a lot more important than we think. Because if we're not advancing now, come on, post 24 months, if we're not advancing now, it's gonna be a lot worse than what just happened. So here's the story. The Bible says there are, 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 are three
three types of people in this story, and so you guys are going to be the wonderful types of people, okay? And, and so what we'll, we'll say here is there is, is, this is Amasa, and I know it's Jackson. Didn't he just do a wonderful job today making everybody feel so warm and welcome? This is kind of like your Hollywood debut, okay? Okay, and, and, and so then, uh, Timothy, you're going to be Joab, okay? Joab, you're going to be Joab. And what's your name? Nick. Nick, Nick, you're going to help me on this. Uh, and, and, and so what is happening is there's a whole group of guys heading in a direction, and the Bible says that Joab kills Amasa. You can stay in Sydney, LA's not calling, but very good, very good. No, you're dead. This wasn't Lazarus, come on. He's dead. And, and, and so the, the Bible says that Joab, now that Amasa is dead, is now advancing and moving forward. He's advancing, moving forward. Come on, give it up. Give it up for Timothy. Go ahead. Good, 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 good. good. Yep, yep, good. Keep, keep advancing. Yeah. Like, advance back to your seat. Yes, very good. Very good, very good. Come on, give it one more time. And Nick shows up to the situation. And Nick realizes... Something is important. The army is supposed to be advancing, but what happens is the Bible says that the army sees dead Amasa and they stop. Instead of, David has just said a few chapters before, this is one of the most crucial battles we're ever gonna face. This next battle could be more important than the battle we just faced with Absalom. But the Bible says that everyone got distracted by the casualty, by the trauma, by the death, by the situation that was taking place. And instead of advancing for the kingdom, the Bible says that they got distracted by the situation. So Nick being only what Nick would be, being the great guy that Nick is, Nick gets a blanket and he covers up Amasa. And the Bible says that everybody kept on advancing. Come on, can you give it up for Nick? So this morning, I want to talk about, as Christ followers, this is the best message you will have ever heard, Jackson, because you could sleep this entire time. So, so, so this is a very, very important skill set. This is a very important mindset and attitude as Christ followers knowing that we are to advance 
But there's always something trying to grab our attention that will keep us from literally possessing what God has for us. And so this morning, I just wanna quickly, with the time that I have, just talk about maybe three different blankets that we've gotta get good at saying, this thing is not going to distract me. I am gonna be who God has called me to be, and I am going to get to where God has called me to go. Come on, can somebody say amen to that? So the first blanket that I want to talk about is I would call this the the blanket of hurt. Anybody ever been hurt before? If they're next to you, don't don't point to them. (laughs) Just move your eyes. (laughs) Come on, as a Christ follower, has anybody ever been hurt before? Three of you, the rest of you are lying to the Holy Spirit. Come on, anybody ever been hurt before? And we've been hurt in church. We've been hurt by family. We've been hurt by sometimes leaders. We've been hurt by bosses. We've been hurt by different things that have happened in our lives. And today, I'm not by in any means trying to say, discount the pain, discount the hurt, that it really didn't happen, just cover it up. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is somewhere along the way, we've got to learn to be victors and not always be victims. As Christ followers, somewhere along the way, we've got to know that, come on, greater is he that is in me than anything that is in the world. Somewhere along the way, we've got to be like Paul, who says, leaving those things behind, we press towards the mark. We're going forward. Yes, that stunk. Yes, that hurt. Yes, that was difficult. But I'm not going to let this moment in my life define who I am. It may be a bad chapter, but come on, there's a lot more chapters in this novel that God is writing, and my best is still yet to come. Amen? It's easy to become a victim, and it's easy to stay focused on the hurt. Look what happened to me. Look how difficult it has been for me. I can't believe that happened to me. And David says, if we don't advance, it's going to be worse off than anything we faced before. If we can't get past some of the hurt, some of the pain, and it continues to distract us, we'll miss out on what God wants to do. You know, this... uh, About two years ago, like I was saying, 2019, when I was here, we we made a little bit of a transition. And some of you may not know my story, but as a child, 
I was actually abandoned. My parents uh, did drugs and uh, had to abandon me at nine months old. I, uh, I was abandoned. Uh, in fact, my mom did heroin while she was pregnant with me. And so when I was born, I actually went through heroin withdrawals. Some of you are like, that explains everything. Uh, uh, but uh, we, 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 we I, I, so I had, uh, I was adopted by a great family, but my adopted dad, who I've always called my dad, died when I was uh, 16 years old. And, and so I've had like this, uh, I, I don't know necessarily how to, how to articulate it, but I've always kind of looked for approval from father figures, whether it was a coach, whether it was a teacher, or maybe it was a pastor. And so God was navigating Rachel and I to shift some things and shift some things. And, and when we did, there was some natural uh, situations that happened where I felt like hurt, betrayed, abandoned. And here I am 50 years old thinking that by now I surely would have overcome that situation. Has anybody ever thought you overcame something and then something happens and immediately you're like, where did that come from? And so immediately in this transition, I started feeling the same thoughts, thinking of abandonment. And the hurt of 50 years ago tried to creep its way back into my life. But by God's grace, come on, somebody. Come on, by God's grace, we learn to say, come on, I'm not going to let this pain, this temporary thing, keep me from being who God has called me to be. And I could come up here and whine. I could get up here and cry. I could get up here and tell you how tough it is. But thank God for his grace. Thank God for his power that equips you and I to say, yeah, that thing was painful. Yeah, that thing tried to take me out. Yeah, that thing really hurt. But because of of Jesus and because of his grace come on I am going forward I am advancing and I'm not gonna let this thing take me out all two of you agreed with that Come on, how many of you could say today, there's some things that you could get distracted by, but come on, because of the grace that we have in Jesus, come on, we're gonna advance. Would you lift those hands up towards heaven with me? Come on, lift up those hands towards heaven. Say this with me. Say, Holy Spirit, I need your help. Jesus, I thank you for your grace to forgive, to be healed, and to, be, and to advance. In the name of Jesus, today, I make a choice to go forward in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody say amen. I love the Old Testament story of this. The Bible says that, that after the flood, Noah had let the grapes stay out a little too long. Come on, he, he, drank, the, 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 he, he drank the grape juice that had stayed a little too long Bible says that Noah got drunk and he was naked. This is 900-year-old naked. 
just wanted to get a word picture for you. Just, what did that pastor talk about? Old naked man. Uh, But the Bible says something very interesting, that Ham was cursed because he stared. He stared and he he stayed uh, uh, fixated at the pain, the hurt, the disappointment where the other two walked backwards. And what does the Bible say? They put a blanket over and they looked to where they were going, not to where they have been. Come on, as Christ followers, we've got to get good at not being passive aggressive and not avoidance like it never happened. No, they were very aware that their dad was there naked and they covered the nakedness but where they kept their eyes was not on the pain and the disappointment. They kept their eyes on where they were going. Come on, anybody here today say, come on, no matter what the enemy has done, whatever situations come my way, I'm going to focus on where I'm going, not where I've been. Amen? Is that all right? Two more blankets. Is this okay? Second blanket is, and maybe this is an American uh, word. Maybe you don't use it too often but you're going to, you, you, hopefully you'll make it one of your words. Because I have made some of your uh, phrases, our words. In the United States today, everybody says, uh, no worries. And it's all because of you. <laughs> you have influenced society. So the second word that I would bring up is the word, duh. You can say that with me. And you have to say it like you're from California. And you, you're just like, duh. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Not loud enough. Come on. Everything you've got. One, two, three. Say it with attitude. Come on. One, two, three. Look to your neighbor like you have got attitude. Come on. Move your neck. One, two, three. The, the, The blanket for duh. Listen to what this says. Second Timothy chapter three, verses one through five. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. How many of you feel like we could be living in some of the last days? Two of you. Come on. How many of you kind of feel like it could be the last days? For men shall be lovers of them own selves. They're going to love selfies. Covetous. Boasters. Proud. Blasphemers disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, with na- without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, headies, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than the lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such... Turn away from such. Turn away. And the the blanket of duh, maybe not in the Shire, but in L.A., Christians are freaking out that non-Christians are acting (laughs) non-Christian-like. Can you believe they did that? Can you believe they said that? 
Can you believe? They believe that. And they spend more time distracted by what non-believers are doing than instead of focused on the assignment at hand. And I say, we've got to get good at using the blanket of the non-Christians are going to act like non-Christians. And I'm not going to put all my energy focused on their behavior. I'm going to be focused on what my God and what my Savior is calling me to do and to be because I can't stop. I have gotten an assignment and I've got to get moving. And where the Bible says, where sin abounds, how much more? Does his grace abound there? Does that make sense? And I'm not saying that, that we don't call things out and that's wrong. But what I'm saying is, have you met some of those keyboard ninja Christians? Just consistently. Anytime somebody does something. They spend more time boycotting more time trolling, more time letting people know what they think than actually advancing and saying, God, I need your help. I need to move from there. I don't want to camp there. Come on, I want to keep moving forward to what you have. And sinners are going to sin, duh. But the closer I can get to Christ and the more I can become like him, the more I'll be able to help them. But the more I stay stuck and paralyzed in their situation, the more I don't advance. And I came all the way from Los Angeles to tell somebody, come on, God has got a call on your life. God has got a purpose for your life. Come on. God has got something substantial. He wants you to walk in in the rest of 2022. And don't you dare get sidetracked by the news. Don't you dare get upset by anything political. Don't you dare start uh, 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 getting tears and and, and staying paralyzed. Come on. Know that our best is still still yet ahead. Come on. Put our shoulders back. Put our hope in who Christ is and let's advance this thing. Let's build this thing. Let's be everything that God has called us to be. Come on, somebody say amen. And somebody say, duh. I I, I moved from North Carolina, which is kind of a rural area. We moved to Los Angeles and everybody in our church, North Carolina was like, you're going to LA? There's a there's a lot of, there's, there's, there's nobody saved in L.A. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> right, that, that's why we left. Yeah. Is because there is a group of people that are lost. Yeah, and instead of staying focused on that, the things that they're doing, I'm staying focused on Christ and knowing that if Christ, come on, can do something in me, then he can do something in them. But I'm not going to get focused on every time they do something wrong. I knew they were going to. Okay, I better go on to the next blanket. (laughs) Last blanket. Is this all right? 
One, two, three. Who give me five more minutes? Who give me five more minutes? Five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. Woo, we're gonna be here till Rachel tonight. That last blanket, and, uh, and, and I wrote this. I would call it the blanket for, that uh, is for good and not best. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23 says, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible, but not everything builds up. I think sometimes as Christ followers, people walking in the way, we settle and we paralyze for good things instead of the best things. We can settle in a relationship. You're single, you're ready to mingle, and you just kind of settle for good instead of what God may have that's coming ahead of you for great. Sometimes career-wise, we can settle for good and not great. Moral-wise, we can settle for, eh, we can watch that. We can do that. It's permissible, but it's not necessarily what God has called us prophetically to be or to do. And we've got to get good at saying, I'm not going to let the good things distract me because I want to advance and walk in everything that God has for me. Come on, there is a promised land prophetically. There is something that God has stirred inside of me. And there will always be moments that can cause me to stay. There will always be moments to say that's good enough. But something inside of me is saying, come on, I'm not going to settle for just average. I'm not going to settle for just okay. I'm not going to just settle for, yeah, it's permissible. No, there's something in me that says, come on, it may be permissible, but is it beneficial? No, 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 no. God has got something greater for me. God has got something more for me. I'm going to be a leader, not a follower. I am going to advance and not be paralyzed. I'm going to go forward and not just stay where I'm at. Does that make sense? I think it's so easy to settle for good when God's got so much more for us. Even in the Old Testament, it's so easy to laugh at or mock the children of Israel. Remember the moments when they're like in the wilderness? They're like, it'd be better to go back to Egypt. <laughs> they had watermelons. You were in slavery, <laughs> right? I mean, if you watermelons are your thing, cool. But that, that's, that's, that, that's only good. God has a land for you. God has property for you. God has a country for you. God's got, he's going to establish the kingdom through you. Don't stay here. Keep advancing and going forward. Amen. 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 Last thing, I'll close with this. Remember our stories? We had the whole team up here. Had Timothy, who just was uh, Joab, just killing people, no problem. Uh, people paralyzed, people saying, throwing the blanket. Nick's throwing the blanket, saying, come on, let's advance. Everyone for David, go forward. Everybody starts moving. There is one character we haven't talked about today <laughs> a lot, <laughs> and that's Hamasa, who's been sleeping during my entire preaching message. 
He's like, this is the greatest Sunday morning of my life. I love it when Pastor Israel comes. I get so much beauty sleep, right? The Bible says that Amasa is here. And so I'm, I, I just, I, I was thinking about this verse, Luke chapter five, verses 22 through 26. And it says this, that Jesus knew exactly what they were thinking. And he said, why all this gossipy whispering? Which is simpler to say, I forgive your sins, or to say, get up and start walking? Well, just so it's clear that I, the Son of Man, am authorized to do either or both, he now spoke directly to the paraplegic, the one that was paralyzed, the one that was on the side of the road. Get up, take your bedroll, and go home. Without a moment's hesitation, he did it. He got up, and he took his blanket. Is that bedhead right there? He, he got up and he took his blanket. And the Bible says, and he left for home, giving glory to God all the way. And the people rubbed their eyes stunned and they gave glory to God awestruck. They said, we have never seen anything like that anywhere. Come on, give it up real quick for Jackson. I think there's different people in this story that can relate. There's the person who is paralyzed right now by distractions. They're stuck where they were yesterday. 24 months ago, you have not moved any further because you've been distracted. Whether by pain, whether by the action of others, whether by just settling, and you're just here. And God would say today, come on, is your day to advance. There's others of you that are like, come on. You are ready. I am ready. Let's go. You're like, Nick, come on. Let's do this. We love it. Come on. Can I encourage you? Keep leading the way. Keep creating that faith culture. Keep creating that atmosphere of come on, let's advance. Come on, our best is still yet to come. Come on, the Bible says that Joshua and Caleb said, come on, yeah, there might be giants. Come on, there might be difficulties, but come on, let's go, because I'm a bad mamma jamma, and I know who my God is, and we are going to have some victory. But, the reality in this room, there's some of you that feel like that advancing, some of you that have been paralyzed, some of you this last 24 months has been brutal, and you have felt like you were Amasa Jackson on the ground, forgotten about. In fact, where did Jackson go? Can, can you get a towel again? Come on up here. Get, come on. I, I, I let you go way too early. Come on. <laughs> Do the whole thing again. Die. Uh, blanket. Good. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> and as truthful it is, as it is, 
Oftentimes when we're hurt, we feel just like Jackson Dazamasa. Some people have just moved on and forgotten. But what I love when we look at the lens of the Bible and all the stories. So we always have to look at the text through the lens of Jesus. And we as a people need to advance and try to do it. But when we look through the lens of Jesus, Jesus sees a man that has been forgotten about, sees a man, the Bible says, is paralyzed, paraplegic. He can't move. He, he can't advance. He's hampered. And he does not just let the man stay there. What Jesus does is he says, come on, you're going to get up and you're going to pick up that blanket and you are going to advance he doesn't leave anybody behind. He doesn't just say, come on, move forward, toughen up. Come on, you can do it. He sees the pain. He sees the hurt. And he begins to speak to the issue at hand. He begins to speak to sin. He begins to speak to disappointment. He begins to speak to the situation. And he says, come on, I can either address it this way or I can address it this way. But whatever way it is, at the end of this story, you're going to know that there is a God in heaven and that when he speaks, no matter what you've been through, no matter what the pain, there is going to be a result and you will not have to stay there anymore. Jesus begins to say, come on, you're going to get there. No matter how tough it's been, no matter how difficult it's been, come on, you are going to be free because who the Son sets free is free indeed. Would you stand with me? I want to close. Hallelujah. I believe tonight there's going to be some ministry time. I believe tonight there's going to be some healing time. But I feel like I was here on an assignment to do a couple things. Number one, some of you have been distracted too long. And today is just a moment to just say, God, I've gotten distracted. And I want to change what I'm fixating on. And I want to fixate on where you've told me to advance and where to go. Amen. Would you just close your eyes and bow your head this morning? If this morning you'd say, you know what? I've let the news distract me. You know what? I've let pain distract me. You know what? I've let good distract me. You know what? I've let sinners sinning distract me. And today I want to make a decision, a conscious effort to pull out that blanket and have some action to this and say, no more. I am not going to stay roadblocked. I'm going to be everything that God has called me to be. If that's you, I'd just like you to lift up both hands towards heaven and we're going to say a prayer. If that's you, you said, I've been distracted and I want to throw in a sense the towel to advance. Come on with those hands lifted. Everybody say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, just like Martha, I've been distracted. I've been worried about many things. But today, I let go of those distractions and I focus on you, the author and the finisher of my faith. By faith, I declare I'm advancing in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give God a big shout of praise. Second thing, you're Jackson, you're Amasa. You've been in pain. 
you've felt forgotten about. You have felt at times discarded. In the last 24 months, you just thought, everybody just left without me. And I'm still here, hurt and wounded. Can I tell you that Jesus doesn't go any further, doesn't perform any other miracles, doesn't do anything else until he speaks to this man and says, get up, take your blanket, and let's advance. Can I tell you, you're very important to Jesus. Can I tell you that he sees your pain, sees your hurt, and he doesn't ignore it. He speaks to it. And he doesn't call you a victim. He declares to you, now is time to be healed forever and to advance. And so with every head bowed, all eyes closed, you would say that to me this morning. Israel, that's me. I'm Amasa. I'm Jackson. I'm on the ground and I feel like everybody has left me. But this morning, I'm so thankful for a Savior who sees my pain and doesn't ignore it, but he speaks to it and he speaks healing. He speaks to it and says, sin has to be forgiven. He speaks to it and says, come on, it's time to advance. And this morning you'd say, I'm ready to be healed once and for all. I'm ready to get up from this situation. I'm ready to go forward. Come on, if that's you, just lift up both hands towards heaven. And I wanna say a prayer with you, a prayer of healing, a prayer of hope, a prayer of change and transformation. Father God, we just declare every person with their hands up today, Jesus, you saw the paraplegic on the road and you prophesied, you spoke, and you declared, get up, be healed. You declared sins forgiven. And that man got up, took that blanket, and marched and leaped and ran into his next season of purpose. And I'm declaring you would do the same thing today. Every person that has felt left behind, God, we speak today, Jesus. Heal them. Cause them to leave different than how they came in. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Every head bowed, all eyes closed. I'm wrapping up with this prayer. Jesus did say your sins are forgiven. And it baffled the people that were listening. They said, how could you say that? Because we live in such a world that you have to do this and you have to do this and you have to do this and you have to do this. Even the Old Testament rules and regulations were so, yeah, you had to offer this sacrifice, you had to do this. And Jesus in just one word says, your sins are forgiven? Yeah, that's the power of our Savior, our Lord, our Master. Jesus Christ who died on the cross 2,000 years ago. He says over you and I, our sins are forgiven because of his sacrifice. And this morning, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or this morning you say, I've backslid, I've walked away, I've done my own thing, and today I need my sins forgiven. Today I need a fresh start, a new beginning. Can I tell you, Jesus says you can be forgiven. And now is our moment to accept that. Now is our moment to say, yes, Jesus, I receive your forgiveness. And because of it, everything in my life is about to be changed because of the power of the cross. 
And so with every head bowed, all eyes closed, I'm simply gonna count to three. And if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or this morning you'd say, you know what? I need to rededicate, recommit my life. I'm simply gonna, on the count of three, just ask you to raise your hand high enough and long enough so that I can know who I'm praying with and who I'm praying for. And just like that story of 2,000 years ago, Jesus speaking to that man saying, your sins are forgiven. And then instantly that man was able to stand. Instantly that man was able to move forward. Can I just tell you your eternity is about to shift? Can I just tell you your life is about to change because of the words of Jesus that says, come on, you are forgiven. The words that Jesus says, I died on the cross for your sins. So come on, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or today you want to rededicate, recommit your life. Come on, one, come on, two, come on, three. Just lift up that hand high enough and long enough so that I know who I'm praying with and who I'm praying for. Awesome. Anyone else? Yep. Anybody else? Yep. Lift it up high enough and long enough. Awesome. 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 Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Everybody say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I've messed up. I've sinned. I've fallen short. I've missed the mark. Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Be my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying on the cross, rising again on the third day so that I could live, so that I could leave, and so that I could be different because of your work. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.